remove that and um, yeah, welcome. Welcome to Inspiration Festival 3.0, even though I think it's just Inspiration Festival 3. Um, but it's um, it's so nice to see you. Um, and yeah, I really learned, sorry, I'm... I'm going to ask, first of all, I learned so much from your session with Lisa. Was that the first Inspiration Festival or was it last year? That was last year. Was last I know. Year. I can't believe it's been a year. No, I can't believe it's been a, been a year. And yeah. do you notice I start rubbing the back of my neck as soon as she started, as soon as... We uh, we started to talk. Um, Am I triggering you? No, not no. at all. Um, <laughs> you just gave me so much to think about. Yeah, I had never um, come across um, the type of breath work that you know that you've explored. So, for those of us that don't know anything about breathwork that you've been involved with or the people that you've been involved with would you mind giving us a, a run through of that I, first of all I will and I've got it in the presentation <laughs> so I will definitely go through all of that and it's so fantastic to see you I think it was um also Binny Dansby's talk last year that was just incredible and we all realize how much our birth affects us so today you're going to be in for a wee treat okay so I'm doing a meditation in in the final part so if you can find somewhere comfortable get a blankie everyone um, we're going to do your perfect first breath meditation wow. so yeah it's it's really quite something so please get um find a place that's nice and comfortable to sit or even lie down if you can and have a blankie have pillows and just allow yourself to relax but that is going to be later on so first of all I will share my screen okay Do you need me? All right, okay. Hold on, I need to play. Okay, all right. So, oops, hello. Yeah, go back. No, sorry. All right. Okay, hello, everyone. I'm Kira Longman, and it was over 10 years ago now I was first introduced to rebirthing breath work. And um, here is my teacher, the, the original founder of Conscious Connected Breathing, Leonard Orr. And uh, we're in Glastonbury here because I, I organized a training for him in Glastonbury and he absolutely loves it there. You know, he, he we had such a good time. So he um, is the person that's attributed with bringing conscious connected breathing back to the planet. And it was in the late 1960s in San Francisco. Um, he had a house 
that called Theta House, and he was in a bathtub, and he spontaneously just started doing this connected breathing. And he's like, wow, this is quite interesting. And he, because he was in warm water, he found himself going back to a birth experience. And so with all the other people, it was like a big commune in the house. They started experimenting with this conscious connected breathing and everyone else was going back to womb experiences or birth. Now, what they found was that even a normal birth is extremely traumatic and people would just like go unconscious and because they were in water, it was, you know, it was really difficult because you had to be able to fish the person out, um, you know, because they're going unconscious. You didn't want them to, you know, like anything bad to happen. So they thought, okay, let's experiment with trying this as dry, and they called it dry rebirthing. And it was always done through the mouth originally because they used snorkels when they were in the water. So they were breathing with their mouths. Okay. And what they found was doing dry rebirthing wasn't as um, traumatic and people could first of all deal with all of their resistances to the connected breathing, the physical resistances, emotional resistances, anesthesia, also other types of unconsciousness, tetany, and be able to breathe through those and have 10 sessions before you went on to trying warm water rebirthing. Okay, so um, this is a great picture I love. Um, there's Leonard, um, he's in the background sitting next to Sandra. I mean, look at her hair. She looks fabulous, <laughs> doesn't she? <laughs> and so, they, yeah, they still did a lot of hot, hot tub rebirthing back in the 70s and the other picture is when I used to travel with Leonard um, he does bathing twice a day every day and wherever we went we had to try and find bathtubs because not everywhere around the world has bathtubs and so th this is when we we're in Mexico having fun trying to find some bathtubs so while he was in the bathtub um I just wanted to explain, first of all, that it was Maha Avatar Babaji that telepathically transmitted to him how to do the con um, conscious connected breathing. Now, you might have heard of Babaji if you've read Paramahansa Yogananda's autobiography of a yogi. Anybody read that here? No. Okay, so... He mentions this immortal yogi that lives in the Himalayas. And the old Herakan Babaji, which was in his body from the late 1800s to 1915, is the guy on the left there. And he brought Kriya Yoga to the planet. Mm -hmm. Now, Kriya Yoga is a very gentle style of yoga where you do the poses and then you use a breath where you're breathing into each chakra one at a time and so it's very gentle and it also stimulates prana movement around the body so then um, he came again and manifested into a body 
in the late 1960s. And this is the, the newer incarnation of Babaji, who was the one that transmitted to Leonard the conscious connected breathing technique. And this is when we were at the, the last time I went to the ashram with Leonard before he passed. And um, one of the morning rituals is to have chandan put on your forehead, which is to take away your thoughts, you know, repetitive thinking. Okay. Okay. So just a couple of pictures of um, this is like the cave side of the ashram in the Himalayas where Babaji is located. And that's the entrance to the cave. So this recent incarnation of Babaji just materialized inside of the cave. He wasn't born of a woman. And when he died and left his or left his consciously left his body, he dematerialized and people that were there at the time noticed the ground that he was buried in sort of collapsed. So wow. he's a 10,000 year old immortal yogi and an incarnation of Shiva. Okay. Okay. So when Leonard um, met Babaji, Babaji said to him, did you like the breath I taught you? And then <laughs> then he went on to um, learning about the practices of immortal yogis. And so during rebirthing breathwork trainings, we do focus a lot not only on air purification, but purification using all of the other elements, water, fire, earth. Okay, so... Water is um, bathing twice a day. It's always best to do it before dawn and before dusk because of the magnetism changes in the Earth's environment. Okay. So um, when we when we have trainings, you you, you have to um, bathe twice a day, and um, you end up getting what we call bath hair because you're in the bath and it starts getting dreadlocked and you know, quite, quite awful for, for us, us with longer hair. Um, and then fire, sitting with fire for an hour every day. Now, so with the water, that's, that's purifying your emotions. Right. And with fire, it's like burning away the dross and thinking. And whenever you're in a training, as we all know, particularly when they're in-person trainings, you know, people's stuff is coming up. Mm. And, you know, we're, we're all getting triggered. We're all, you know, projecting onto each other. And so sitting with fire really helps you when you're in the thick of it to just calm down. It's such a wonderful thing to have and sit with fire every day, even if it's with candles. So uh, once when that time that I was at the ashram with um, Leonard, you know, we, we'd, we'd get our stock of, of candles and I found this, um, it, was, it was a paper plate with a silver finish on it to put the candles on by my bed at night and it wasn't the it wasn't a tray I, I couldn't find any trays and in the middle of the night 
there are these flames going up and the paper plate had caught light. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running out with it to the river going, ah. <laughs> and I burnt this, burnt this um, chair that it was sitting on and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> They'll never let me back here. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, fire is really incredible and it's great for just calming and soothing and taking away our, you know, our monkey mind thoughts. Okay, so with earth, it's fasting and it is in in the Hindu religion, it is quite normal to fast for one day a week and it's usually Mondays. So, um, you know, depending on your level of how you can fast, um, it, it, it might be just going and having salads if you're not used to fasting or juicing and then water. And then at least half an hour of exercise every day. So we have daily practices when we're doing our trainings and, you know, we do do some exercise to start off before we get into doing lectures. Okay. And of course, what we all know is um, purification with air. And at its very minimum, when we're doing conscious connected breathing, we're purifying our whole energy system. So, you know, even if you were to just breathe for a lot shorter amount of time, you're purifying yourself. And then when you're breathing for longer, you know, stuff comes up for you to be released. Okay, so I'm going to show a quick video of um, the energy cycle. So when we're in a breathwork session, um, the first part of the session is resistance. All your resistance is coming up for um, trying to prevent you from doing the circular breath. And so um, often people get colder and the body temperature changes. So, you know, we need to have lots of blankets around to keep you warmer. Um, You know, resistant scratching, you know, um, thoughts coming in, just like meditation, we've got to let go of those thoughts. So, can you see the video okay? Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I think everyone can see it. Okay. Lovely. Okay. And so you get to a crescendo point. Oh, okay. So I'm only breathing in my chest there and you need to make sure the chest and belly are balanced when you're breathing and let go, surrender, surrender to the breath. When you reach that peak, just letting... And then you get into a really nice rhythm in your breathing. And this is when the prana is really working around your body and you start to feel that expanded state. Can I ask you a question about the expanded yeah. state? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so with the expanded state, what um, when I think of expansion, um, mm. I don't because it's very easy with meditation. It's not easy, but with meditation, we tend to go inside, or when we create yeah. safety, 
we create safety before we go inside. Um, but once I, I have found in my own practice that once mm-hmm. that safety is created outside, things um, inside rather, things then tend to get very noisy um, as you come back out again. And then you sort of like you go through like the sound bar. Does that make sense? Like the sound bar on the planet and you you expand that again. So is that expansion in rebirthing, can it be that big? Is it usually that big? Everyone is different. Right, okay. So, yes, you've expanded like locationally. And that is fantastic. So an, 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 an expanded state could mean that you've let go of your thoughts and you're just feeling freedom and you're feeling uninhibited like you did, not inhibited by your body. You're in this like amazing. Once when I actually had a session with Leonard, I felt everything in the universe and nothing at the very same time and that was like the biggest mind I don't want to swear but you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah. no I can I can everything and nothing everything nothing it was I mean this is why I love breath work because you don't need drugs we have natural DMT in mm. our lungs and we can have these incredible experiences that the logical mind just cannot fathom. That bless it, the, the mind machine it hasn't got a clue about what we can really experience in, in our expanded state. And that state also, you know, you you come into a place where you can receive guidance. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah so so this this guidance thing mm. that we talk about. So yeah. um, I'm going to ask you another question about that because since I since I qualified like mm-hmm. a couple of years ago now. Um, and I've been running breathworks and I don't know if it's the same for Jennifer but certainly I found that there's guidance comes through and again it's probably different for everyone but I found Mm -hmm. that I'm very much certain with the felt sense that we talk about yeah Mm -hmm. I find that most of the time I'm just talking to myself does that make sense it's like I'm over here but I'm Mm -hmm. here but I'm like I'm able to talk to myself, yeah, Yeah. in a way that I couldn't. Um, And, yeah, I can also see through this, like, third eye, but I've also got this mind's eye as well, and the mind's eye and the third eye are completely different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so the mind, uh, the third eye is, like, this great big panoramic view. Is that how it is for you? It's, like, so incredibly clear. Yeah, it 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 is. Um, mm. but it took me so long to get. Sorry, we're veering off topic. Um, yeah. but it took me so long to be able to sort out what mm-hmm. was that clarity and what yeah. was mind's eye. 
yeah, yeah. because um, I guess everyone's mind size is different in that spent that can depend on expansion because yeah. like you said that's different it depends you know I see everything but, yes and 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 the whole thing about it is getting the conscious mind out of the way so that you can then experience that guidance yeah. and and I all, always describe it best as the calm voice in your head not that critical not that sharper voice but there's a much calmer voice that comes through yeah there is i don't know it's very um it's different but it's similar Mm. to being um um what is it to being clear audience to just to just sort of knowing yeah Mm -hmm. so the guidance that you receive but sometimes the guidance that you receive isn't human yeah 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 and it it, that that feels very different yeah and and the higher self the felt sense again it feels Mm -hmm. very different to the guide to the elemental to the whatever it feels very different but we're getting off (laughs) yeah but it but it is different and I guess everyone just receives guidance totally differently yeah yeah exactly and so this um I always say that you've got to get through your resistances first of all and we love I'm a scientist and we love originally um we love to get science to back things up but science cannot prove to you what you experience in your breathwork session when you get to that state of super consciousness expansion you know, science can't breathe, get us to breathe through our resistances. Only we can do that. Only we can surrender and let go. And when you do, oh, my goodness, you have got such joy in store. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I better keep on. What time are we on now? Um. We've got about 20, 20 minutes. Have we got, Jennifer? Okay. 20, 25 minutes. Good. Oh, so no, we this... have closer to an hour. Oh, really? Do we? Yeah. An hour? Yeah. We'll end oh, wow. at, it's 10 o'clock Eastern time. Okay. Will be when we need to, the next session will pop in. So we have oh, like right. okay. 45, okay. 50 minutes. Lovely. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I it's early here. It's two o'clock in the morning, so I'm probably tired as well. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about, um, you know, the leading leading into one of the concepts that we go through um, in rebirthing is experiencing your first breath. Now, unfortunately, with the medicalized um, birth system that we have now, when a baby comes out and their umbilical cord is cut, the very first thing that happens is it's... (gasps) And it's not naturally going into that first breath and you're holding on. So what do you notice whenever something difficult happens? You might, 
you stop and you hold your breath. That is because of cutting the umbilical cord when you were first born. Okay, so that is imprinted into your system. And whenever you have shocks in the future, that's the first thing you do. Now, in breath, and this can happen with any breath, conscious connected breathing breathwork session, a person may go back to that first breath in the session with you. And you can see them struggling and they're not breathing. Their mouth might be foaming. They might start turning slightly blue because it is such a, if they had a real struggle to make, to like work out how to breathe the air in through their mouth for that first time instead of through the umbilical cord. And so, um, as a as a breath worker, we need to, you know, make sure that we can hold the space for them so they breathe through it. And we coach them into understanding that everything is fine. You keep breathing and you'll you'll breathe in and let go of any of that trauma from the first breath. Because it's so incredibly important because this is when we fully come into our body after being born is taking that first breath that we had. So, um, yes, I've already mentioned about the umbilical cord and in a lot of um, conscious birth movements, they do encourage having uh, lotus births where the placenta comes out and you wait for the umbilical cord to dry. And then the last, because you've still got hormones and nutrition and coming through the blood into the baby and then back to the mother. And so when we do it in a much gradual process, then the natural way of taking in the first breath for the baby can occur. Now, it isn't always um, practical for this to happen. It's always like, you know, if it's possible, do this. But you know what? If we didn't have trauma, we wouldn't all be here doing this work. And we came to Earth to experience difficult things so uh, there's always two sides of the um, argument with you know do we make sure that birth is totally conscious but I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't have been through all of my stuff in life I wouldn't be adventurous and going out and doing all the things I do if it had all been snug and lovely so Moving on, we're going to do the meditation now. So everyone, um, if you'd like to um, find somewhere comfortable that you can you can just you know sit there and and close your your eyes. Now, what we're going to do is a perfect scenario. It's not about going into trauma, and I really need to um, highlight that. It's important that you, what you're focusing on is a, using your imagination to 
imagine a perfect situation of being born into and taking that first breath in that fills you with the breath of life, with prana, with air into your body. You are always in control, okay? This is your journey. And I want you to just use your imagination to create this wonderful, perfect situation for yourself. Okay, so I'll stop sharing. And I will also share my music. Okay, so get yourself comfortable now, everyone. You're in for a nice ride. <laughs> now, let me just check the um, sound level. Can you hear the music? All right, okay. So, everyone, taking a few nice big breaths in. Because we're going on a journey to your first breath and to a perfect first breath that you will discover for yourself. Allow yourself to get comfortable and know that you are in charge of your experience during this meditation. You can follow my suggestions either by accepting or rejecting them. You are sovereign and you are empowered to receive or reject anything that I say. Okay, so it's not about going into your story. It's about creating a new first breath. Okay. So take a few more deep, relaxing breaths and give yourself permission to release any unnecessary tensions you may be holding in your body. Just become aware of your breath, breathing in slowly and exhaling slowly, deeply and rhythmically. Allow your body to release all unnecessary tensions. You are safe and you are loved and all is perfect. So now I invite you to imagine that you're floating in a wonderful luminous bubble of light and this bubble is part of a cosmic ocean of light far away from our planet Earth. Here you are, perfectly safe, unconditionally loved, because you are love, your pure consciousness. You're free to move and experience the multifaceted beauty of the universe absolute peace and just breathe that in and feel it taking a deep breath in and feeling being in that pure consciousness 
time to take an adventure. You have accepted a mission and it's time to create a physical body so that you can manifest your soul's qualities on planet Earth. And you feel irresistibly drawn to two beings who are your perfect parents. They may not be your actual parents in this lifetime, but just imagine what these perfect parents are like for you. What is the perfect father for you? Imagine what a perfect father would be like. A protector, kind, wise, fun. Perhaps the type of father who plays with you. And then think of what or feel or sense what the perfect mother would be like for you. Nurturing, gentle, caring, and perhaps she sings to you. So both of these perfect parents are calling you, calling you in. Their powerful love is reaching out to envelope you. They are perfect. free to choose your perfect, unconditionally loving parents. Imagine them now and what they look like. And they are prepared to give you the perfect conditions for you to fulfill your soul's mission and thrive throughout your earthly experience. So together you begin to build your physical, mental and emotional bodies, bringing these most precious material from the most subtle realm to the densest physical one. You receive everything you need, you feel wanted, safe, your body is beginning to take growing, developing, every day, every week that passes, now your brain is developing, organs are developing, your feelings are developing, until the time comes when you feel complete. inside your mother's womb and it's time to signal to your mum you're ready you're ready to be born so you begin your journey head first through the passage of the birth canal easily absolutely effortlessly making your way through the birth canal and your body adapts and molds perfectly to your mother's as you're passing down the birth canal. 
and you feel this irresistible force pulling you downward. Easily, you begin to glide. It's so easy. Taking a deep breath in, you feel oxytocin, the love hormone, coming through your placenta. And you feel love like you've never felt love this hormone moves through you and your mother's body opens as you come out into the world you feel her love her joy as she hugs and squeezes you tightly and lovingly your whole body has emerged from your body's your mother's body
So how was that for you?
did you imagine the perfect situation, the perfect parents to come into this world too? I, I, well, I, there was like more than one set of parents, which oh. is a bit weird. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. You it, get double adoring. Yeah, it was kind of weird because there was definitely some human parents, but there was definitely, everyone's going to think I'm completely barking mad now. Everyone knows I'm completely barking mad. But but that's okay. Jeff's we laughing. love it because we're all barking mad. <laughs> <laughs> but there was... But there was definitely um, some, I don't know if they were my parents, but there was definitely some other people watching, yeah, mm. which, which was a bit, well, yeah, which was, um, yeah, that was a bit strange. But I sort of, um, strangely enough, it sort of makes more sense to me now. Does that make sense? Does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it makes more sense to me in terms of the work that I do with people who suffer from terminal illnesses and who are close to uh, close to death or even who yeah. recently departed. Um, it, that makes m- much more sense to me now. Yeah. Right. So you're a midwife of the soul. Now, this is see, Binny said this last year. She said oh, she, did she? she she didn't say that to me, but she said she was a soul midwife. And um did you know that like really resonated with me? Mm. Um and um gosh, we're gonna get into something else now, but but <laughs> yes, but it's like I sort of deal with the other end does that make mm. sense yes I, exactly yeah, I, de- I deal yeah. with I deal with the other help end transition. yes yeah totally into to helping transition and also helping people who departed and who departed yeah. with trauma because you don't suddenly get to the other side and think oh no everything's fine now you know a lot of the time you've still got stuff to work out exactly um, but yes, yeah, so that makes it makes a, a bit more sense now. Fantastic. So, so I, I just wanted to say to Lee, Lee, are you there? So it was challenging for you trying to imagine having the perfect but how far are you? Oh, sorry, you're muted. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I'm uh, 21 weeks, so almost 22 weeks. Yeah. Wonderful. So, yeah, so it was really great because I've been doing a conscious birthing uh, class along with the Bethworth facilitation yeah. training, and um, we do a lot of guided meditations, but... Um, this is really beautiful because I was like bouncing back and forth between being birthed and giving birth. <laughs> and I, I really want to touch on to listening to you today because I've had many birthing experiences through the conscious connected breathing. It's been 
probably one of the most prevalent uh, repeating yes. um, things that have happened for me. And unexpectedly, not during a birthing uh, breath work. <laughs> like it just, it happens sometimes. I'm like, oh, okay, this is where we're going today. <laughs> so. so I actually do a, um, it, it's more for people who to re-experience their birth but through hypnotherapy I take people to their perfect birth experience so um so that life can feel just a little bit easier now we're not actually changing your birth but what I get people to do is like the meditation just now you're imagining these perfect parents that you're coming into and just as an example one client of mine he's like i'm in this tropical pool in hawaii and there's this waterfall in the background and there's a circle of loving people all around me waiting for me to be born i want to live in this world it's absolutely amazing. So it, it it's not changing your birth, but in your unconscious mind, it's changing those circumstances that you came into this world with. And it just gives you more enthusiasm for life because when when we come in to trauma, it it sets our life up, doesn't it? And you know, we can you know birth trauma is something that is difficult to handle when when you finally get there in a in a breathwork session so what i would recommend is to continue having some conscious connected breathing with someone who it will happily hold the space for you it's not dangerous in fact pregnancy is a whole big rebirth itself it's one big rebirth yeah and so on also your partner it's important that they they also work on on their birth too and then it makes it easier for your birth when you're giving birth yeah mm -hmm. now another tip that I will give you is that you know not long and when it's safe for the newborn baby is to sit in a hot tub or a bathtub with your baby hold it start breathing and just let it scream let the baby scream let it get everything from the birth out of it and just lovingly lovingly allow the baby to just let it all out and you know you you find that they're shaking and doing all kinds of and you've just got to lovingly hold it while it goes through that and it's incredible really incredible <laughs> fabulous does anybody else have any questions I have a question, but what yeah. I, I observe is that um, I've had depression through most of my life and yeah, in breathwork, of, I don't know, long time ago, mm -hmm. um, I realized that I was in utero and the depression really came from my mom. I'm the youngest of eight kids. There were several miscarriages. 
her mom died when she was 14. She was the oldest. She had to take on the family because they yeah. were farmers. And it was such a, it, that was like an eye opening. And there was some release of, yeah. of that of mine. But doing this meditation with you, it was just like, I felt that I got to have my birth like that before was hers. You know, that was all. Yes. Her. That wasn't mine. And so even in this small time, it was like, oh my gosh, yes, fabulous. And I get to experience this for me, not for somebody else. And I choose it for me. Yes, exactly. I'm empowering myself to allow myself not to go into the story, not to regress back to that difficult situation, but allowing myself to create something new and exciting and motivating. And now, I'm, you know, you, th there is a genetic, you know, link between de depression. Um, in my family, my, I didn't get it, but my brother got, he got depression. But what you said is absolutely true because our brainwave state is in theta up until while we're while we're developing and up until we're six years old so you are being programmed by your environment and if your mother was depressed while you were in utero yeah mm -hmm. you're learning it you know exactly what's going on all around you while you're in there and so taking that giving it back and no longer owning it Mm -hmm. in a session I don't need thank you for the lessons thank you for teaching me that after night there is always day with depression it's right. really understanding daylight comes thank you for the lessons but I'm done with it now mm -hmm. how does that feel for you feeling done with it oh my gosh I can, I mean, my body is still just pulsating and it's mm. just got that tingly cool. And, and what amazes me is we weren't doing that for very long. Like that was so powerful in, in just allowing to, to just allowing I mean, this expansion. It just feels really good. Yeah. I feel lighter. I think I need to go weigh myself because I think I just lost some pounds. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, we, we will come back to feeling not as great sometimes. But then when you've had an experience like that, you can anchor it. And you can then say, hey, hold on a minute. It's not always bad. Hold on a minute. Remember when I was feeling that expansion, when I was feeling that love and joy and the tingling, you can go back to it. And, and we just have to keep doing that. I mean, I, um, I took an overdose when I was 12. I didn't want to be here. I, you know, I, I hated life. And so, you know, where I've come from, I've had amazing changes all through this work and other work. So, all I want to, my message to everyone is just keep going because you can really start enjoying life. So at the moment, 
My big challenge is I've got a tumour. But you know what? I, it was amazing because, I like, first of all, when it was diagnosed, I went into complete fear. And I was like, oh, my gosh, because I couldn't believe it. I thought I just had a cyst. And, and then hold on. I actually then went, I do want to live. I want to be alive. I then like my life urge and my my desire to live just went yes I'm here now I'm going to get through this and it's all going to be okay so you know when you when you when you come faced with a life-threatening situation you either crumble and go back into victim and I could have done that you know, they tried, the doctors really tried to make me feel that I was stage four and I, I wasn't, thankfully. But I, I I then went, right, I've got things to live for. And I think it, it was the COVID situation, even though I still travelled and did things, it did affect us. I don't know about you, but um, it really did affect us. And so that, I created something that I was trying to check out with. So I had to then get to that point and move upwards and start loving life again. Right. Yeah, yeah. COVID definitely made a huge impact on nearly everybody, you know, yeah. with that space of how do I live life? And some people didn't feel like they could. And a friend of mine did take her life you know yeah so yeah so this is why we have to really enjoy what we've got now absolutely and just like you you, you know acknowledging how that how when we come into the breath that is life it you is. know that is all of the space of really living into it life is breath Mm -hmm. mm. and when you get to the point of being breathed by the breath so it's not I'm not breathing the breath is breathing me mm. Ooh, yeah. right at the end of a session we call it the transcendental breath where you know you've 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 gone into that expansion and then you start to integrate it and you get this lovely soft gentle you don't even hear yourself breathing it's and it's light it's so light and beautiful <laughs> okay so do we have any more questions Anyone well, else? I'm curious for you. I mean, you've done a lot and in that experience, and it's interesting because I'm actually a psychotherapist. So hearing, <sighs> uh, you know, or actually was negative, not necessarily him, but rebirthing because when I was going through school, it was like, oh my God, this is terrible. People are dying and they're doing this and they're doing that. And it was kind of this fear factor versus yeah. uh, of really learning and, and being in it. People were just negligent honestly so yeah and that was that was um 
a therapeutic technique that isn't rebirthing breathwork. So that was done by therapists. And um, so at the time, our breath rebirthing, um, it was called rebirthing, but Leonard stuck breathwork on the end to make make that difference between the therapeutic where they put pillows on a child so mm-hmm. that it could stimulate coming out of the womb but it, the child suffocated yeah How? yeah gosh and she was pretty young i want to think like really young or... yeah, yeah really young i mean it was unbelievable so um you know rebirthing does get associated with that but it Two, two completely separate um, mm-hmm. modalities. Yeah. So have you come across brain spotting? You know what? I saw that you do brain spotting. I yeah. actually never trained in it. I'm, yeah. I'm trained in EMDR, but um, <gasps> one of my colleagues was brain spotting. And I was like, oh, maybe I should get trained in brain spotting because it was so intriguing. And very few people do it. Yeah, it's incredible. It's uh, they call it an evolution of EMDR, and so the theory behind it is where you look in space affects how you feel because your ocular nerve goes directly to the hindbrain, bypassing the neocortex, the thinking brain. And so it is incredible. The reason I found out about it is I saw a Conquering Cancer series and this woman had had brain spotting sessions and she attributes that to her recovery without medical intervention. Mm -hmm. So she had quite a few sessions and, and it is excellent because you're looking at this spot so you, you're you holding a little pointer and you're looking at a spot and you feel your body getting activated and you're feeling the uncomfortable. But as you're looking at it, it gets worse and worse and worse. And then it reaches like, like the breath, it reaches a crescendo and then your body just starts feeling easier and you don't have to have any memories come up. You're literally, your brain is processing it and releasing Bam. It is incredible. That is really powerful stuff. Well, which would make sense too, because yeah. when we experience trauma, you know, like even a car accident, they take people's accounts of the accident and they're all different because they're all, their views are different. So that's going to attach in a different space for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Huh. And they say it, they, they can change. And I actually really think it's the fastest technique for dealing with trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, you know, even with breathwork or or the type of hypnotherapy I I do, um, brain spotting faster working with trauma. So, yeah. Isn't that interesting? And when being a therapist, you know, um, EMDR, and I'm not really sure why it is, but mm-hmm. much more people, many more people are trained in EMDR than brain spotting. Because yes. at one point, my colleague said there was only like 100 people in the US that were trained in brain spotting. I mean, it was a yeah. very small number. Yeah. Now it's, um, it's growing. So there's a lot more. 
and I did so I did a course the the first course with some trainers in the US and the second course with a guy in England who is excellent um oh. you know he's a, a, a psychologist in, uh-huh. in the UK and really good so yeah fully recommend it thank you for being with us Cheryl <laughs> just saw your message there yeah so, you know, this um, Inspiration Festival is all about co-creation. So I'm curious, yes. like, what does that mean to you? Co-creation. I, um, I've always been a person to work with other people. Really? Yeah. I, I love, and at the moment, unfortunately, um, I, I'm not teaching with anybody but I love having someone to co-create all of my creations with because it's so good to have someone to bounce your ideas off that, you know, your, your strengths might be in a certain area and they have strengths in another area and you work together and really, um, I think we create better things when we're doing it together with other people. Right. Yeah. So it's important really because you have that bouncing off and people yeah. have different skills yeah. and, and viewpoints. Like we're even talking about, you know, how trauma can happen and you see yeah. it differently. Then you yeah. have a different picture when you come together. It's a little richer. Much, much more richer. And so this is why I love festivals like this, because we're getting to experience and hear different points of view because we are all different and I'm not a person to be like my way is the only way I love to hear what other people have to say I love to live vicariously through their experiences I like putting myself into another person's shoes and seeing what the world is like for them because we are all different we are unique and we have these unique experiences. So when, you know, you were describing your experience, I was sort of like imagining what it was like from your perspective, because we are all different. Yeah. So co-creation is, I, I love that Ben chose that as the the theme for this year's Inspiration Festival. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and it was a collaborative effort because I think it can happen. Didn't you bring up co-creation too? I did. Yeah, there were lots of us all in the meeting together, and it just oh, sort of it just sort of felt right. It felt yeah. right that it was, yeah, that it was something that we should investigate further and yeah. see, and and precisely what you were saying uh, about what co-creation means to you were all totally different and unique um yeah and um yeah we're all just like like you were talking about that spider web all slightly different parts of the same web but yeah we all see the other yeah. part from a different part so so, yeah. And that's why when we're working with clients is that I do like to find out a lot about them. And then, you know, then I'm like, oh, okay, so how is your entry into the world? And, 
you know, what was it like for you coming out and then having a mother like this so that we can we can co-create their healing journey, mm. you know? Yeah. No. Understanding yeah. because I know that they've had a very different life to me. And so I have to kind of really see where they're coming from if I'm going to help them yeah that is I think and I think that's um a really important part of co-creation that not enough people um look at you know Mm. it's um yeah it takes a lot to be truly empathic to someone else's situation and to yeah. see it without taking any of it on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. To, to truly appreciate it and not mm. necessarily to understand it but to mm-hmm. have empathy and compassion for it absolutely yeah. that, that takes a lot yes it does yeah it takes a lot and also not to take it on yes I was just yeah. about to say not yeah. to take it on yeah. And this is where spiritual purification is fantastic because after you've had a session and you might feel that you have, I'm a person, I can actually process someone else's emotions. Yeah. And, you know, there are times when normally I'd say, you know, the person really has to go through it themselves, but just every now and then when they're really having difficulty, you can help them out. If it's if it's a gift that you have, if you haven't, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, but if you have that gift, it just helps them, and then they're feeling just that little bit better. So the next time they come up against something difficult, they know that they can get through it. Yeah. I had one client when I was traveling with Leonard in Australia, and um, after the session. I cried for 30 minutes and it wasn't me. Mm-mm. Yeah. I was I was shocked at how much you know like I I'd, I'd taken that on and he he had mother issues. Right. And okay. and he he went off and he said, "Oh, I feel so good now." <laughs> <laughs> to to a colleague. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. With that, and um, in the session before, uh, in the hosting an interview before this one that mm. I was, that Jennifer was doing, that I was present at, um, I can't remember the lady's name, but Breath of Gold, she pulled boundaries. She pulled a boundaries card, didn't she? So wow. uh, co-creation is definitely talking to us about boundaries. Boundaries has come up a lot recently i can i can decipher now when it's someone else's energy and it's not mine so it's easier to say no actually this isn't me yeah and i can i can tell when someone walks into my space you know and it's them it's and it's like okay i've got to put that boundary up now yeah Yeah, so boundaries yes But that's uh, co-creation teaches us about that as well. So it does because we all have different perspectives and different tolerances, and we've got to start respecting each other. Yeah, 
yeah yeah it's nice to know that they're that we're all um yeah like you say respectful of each other and that there's still people in this mm -hmm. world um that are still find those things or hold those things important and and yes. with integrity so yeah yeah absolutely so I mean no it's, and it, it, it's getting triggered and owning your stuff without putting it or blaming someone else oh, I know that's yeah. difficult I've got it is 14 year old and she, she oh my she, gosh she, she keeps being checked with that don't you yeah worry. yeah 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 for sure it's like <laughs> oh teenagers no 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 mum I'm not having any of that yeah so and they know it all <laughs> oh they do just ask them yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you right away so it's been absolutely wonderful to host yeah. you again this year and come back <laughs> next year definitely you couldn't keep Brilliant. me away <laughs> yeah fantastic so thank you uh very much um for myself and uh i'll leave you to uh round off completely jennifer oh okay well thank you so much for being here it was quite beautiful like this you know, having you speak and your energy, you just bring so much beauty into this world and guiding us in that meditation was so powerful. And, wow. and I felt so very held and cared for, you know, and I think that is such an important part when we talk about co-creation, when you're oh. helping people rebirth, that space yeah. is so important to be held and you do such an amazing job. And I really appreciate you sharing yourself with us here today. And um, yeah, this was more than I ever imagined. I watched the video from last year and I was just oh. like, wow. Yeah. So it's even better this time. I was like, it was, wasn't it? it? <laughs> but so co-creation, um, I also do a lot of inner child work with people, which you would be very familiar with, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. But we're co-creating the magical inner child yes. from the wounded inner child to the magical inner child the one that wants to have fun uh -huh. and um I, we even have an inner child party during my trainings <laughs> where everyone gets to dress up after we've done all the inner child work and the fun magical children come out inside of us I like it. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. So like with your trainings and stuff, is there a website people can go to to find out what you have going on next? Yeah. Breathtalks.com. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you. It was absolutely beautiful to have you here. Um, as we're moving along, the next group will be showing up. So we have about 10 minutes. Fresh okay. up decide what ones you want to go to as far as the next groups. Um, again, they have um, the main room and then we have a firefly room and we have the workshops. So um, if you're looking 
I am not technically advanced because no, I'm, I'm, 